Banta with Tony and Mimi. A cross-generational conversation between a millennial. What did Patient Ozuko say? Forward oh. ever. Backward. Backwards never. never. And a Gen Zer. Holy Ghost fire. Supernatural. Boost my confidence. Well, yes. <laughs> Join us as it is bound to be exhilarating, exciting, entertaining, and healing. Welcome to another episode of Banta with Tony and Mimi. There we are. Yes, yes, yes. So this is episode five. Yes, At this simple. point, our podcast has premiered. Yeah, it's been launched. She's out in the world. Oh my gosh. On multiple platforms. And yeah. she's ready. Let's do a guys. quick, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? Yes. I was nervited. I was very nervous and excited. I think we were both feeling nervited. <laughs> yeah, nervited. Yes. Oh, nervited. Yes, nervited. Okay. Yes, I think we were both feeling nervous and excited, but obviously, it's well. This is like something new mm-hmm. for both of us, and it's the hiding it part for me. What do you mean? I, we have like family friends that listen to podcasts and other things, and I couldn't mm-hmm. share with them that oh yeah, we're having a podcast too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So having recording. to like hide it yeah. from our family, like only our truly immediate people knew about it. Mm-hmm. Like your that grandparents was... didn't even know. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, so I would just like oh I'm over like, and help Auntie with her closet. <laughs> Oh, I'm just helping her sort out her. Da, da, da. Yeah. And, but this is what we were doing. We were creating and we were coming to a space every day or every time that we recorded to do this or I guess indulge in this project together. Would you call it a passion project? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Our passion project. But especially now that it's out, I'm mm-hmm. very excited to keep going. There was kind of like obviously the fear, I guess, at first when we first, first started, when we, you know, had just set up the mics and I was like, okay, this is all very fun. It seems very fun. But then I was also like, there was the f- hurdle of fear that I had to get over. Mm-hmm. And I feel relieved now, but excited mm-hmm. for more to come. You know, all yeah. the episodes that we're going to do and everything. But yes. Mm-hmm. Feeling yeah, I was definitely right nervous because we actually had the episode. It was supposed to prepare at 5 a.m. on mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yeah, but because like time. we had done some stuff with the files, we pretty much didn't save it the way we were supposed to. So then it didn't premiere when it was supposed to. And I was yeah. freaking out. I was like, was where's the podcast? Mm-hmm. It's not there. So once that came down and then I figured out what the issue was, fixed it, just having it out in the world. And I think like last year when I prayed and I just said, God, I just want you to help me create a way in which my creativity gets out into the world and I'm able to do something with it. Because I think I've always felt like I have creative outlets, but like, are they impactful? Am I able to do something like I just haven't felt that yet. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like from the feedback that we have even gotten at this point. Yes. It's been great. Um, It's just launched. Yeah. All the people that we know that we shared it with that have already know gave us some feedback and support. Yes. It's very, very, it just makes me very, very important. And yeah, just very nice. Mm hmm. So some little tidbits, when we post the episodes, we're going to have like a poll on every episode. Mm -hmm. And that poll is going to be open from the day the episode premieres until the next one. So it could be a general question. Like this first episode, since we were talking about faith, we just asked the question, like, how important is faith or how do you view faith? Mm -hmm. And then you could answer. So there will be a poll there. Mm -hmm. There's also a little like section where it can say, tell us what you think. So you can leave us a message there too. And if you're listening on Spotify, especially you can send us voice messages so this is yeah, where the audience really gets to interact with us because you can, can say you i really like this episode this is what i thought and then what we'll do is in the following episode then we'll go back listen to everything and then kind of answer some questions or go over the poll question so there will always be a way for us to be interacting with our audience and we haven't decided yet where we just created our instagram pages and all that so i think eventually we'll probably do live sessions weekly after our episode episodes premiere yeah we're gonna um, go live y'all and go live with us so we really want to build a community with everybody and just have that space like we said for us to talk about these issues that are important and that's one of the things that we've heard back is like okay yeah the faith episode people are saying like the church is always wanting to reach the young people but they're never actually talking or listening to them Mm -hmm. and this episode was good to kind of hear that from your perspective yeah And that's all we hope for. Like, we want it to have an impact. And we can't do that anyways without you guys' involvement. So don't forget, rate our show, subscribe, engage with us. And we hope you will continue to come along for the ride. Well, yes. So now that all the, you know, technical house cleaning is done. House cleaning. 
now that the house is clean. Yes. And we've set our candles. Now we can watch some reality right. TV. No, heavy on the candles. Well, yes. <laughs> now the ambiance is nice yes. and set. Now we can watch Real Housewives. Yes. Hey. She can watch Real Housewives. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna Isn't watch that Scandal. weird? Like, I asked her, I said, you know, do you watch Real Housewives? Again, a generational thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. No. And to me, I think I watch Potomac. I watch Atlanta. Mary I Tim used to watch Edith. Dallas, but I'm behind on oh, Dallas. And New Jersey. I pretty much watch all of them, I think, except for like Miami and New York. Mm-hmm. I try to watch the Lagos one, but it's hard to get the episodes here in the U.S. So if anybody has watched Real Housewives of Lagos, <laughs> I know how I can get it. No, for please. Don't gatekeep. Yes, yeah, please share gatekeep. because I really want to watch the Lagos one. There are sites. Okay. You know? But, yeah. Well, yeah. We will not be promoting them on here. No, please. <laughs> That's why I say message me. Yes, if you know I can watch Lagos, message me. Right. And then she doesn't watch any of those shows. Like, yeah, Married to Medicine. Like, I love Bravo. Andy, Cohen. She's a Bravo. Yeah. Because the only time Real Housewives was in my face was when my mom was watching it. Yeah. But then we were also talking about, like, the differences, like, how we didn't. She likes drama reality TV. But I like competition reality TV. Like, Mm -hmm. I like Love Island. Yes, it's still drama, but okay, wait. It's just a different drama because... I was going to say, that's full of drama too. That's full of drama, <clears throat> but I guess... It's Do you watch not... US Love Island or UK Love Island? I watch both. Oh, okay. But I don't... I didn't have him watch like the first seasons of UK. That mm. It was just... I can't. But they say that's where like the real nitty gritty of Love Island is. Yeah. Like, maybe I should um, dig deeper in it. Because like now I feel like a lot of things, the show's still good, but obviously a lot of it I feel like is like calculated. Because it's real, it like, is reality TV. That's what happens with every real, even the, I don't believe, sometimes you can tell people are not even friends. They're just friends to just no, be on real. the show. And then and you can tell when people create drama. Exactly. And I feel like mm-hmm. I could tell sometimes when drama's fake because there's no way you're doing all that for all this. And yeah. Like but, this season on Potomac, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the fact that we already have Dr. Wendy on there, okay? And there are people who don't like her. Mm-hmm. And then what did they do? They say, oh, let's find another Nigerian girl that's from her same tribe, everything oh. else. And then she can come on the show and then she can now say some of the things that maybe some of the other girls feel like they could not get away with. But now it'll be like, oh, Neka's here and Neka's also Nigerian and she has a problem with Wendy. So it's not just us. Oh, like wow. I could see that calculated move and it's she just plays right me. into it. Because I can imagine you came on national TV to let everybody know that somebody wanted to do juju on you. That's what she came with. That's no what way. she came That's what with. That show is. I was like, is this is this for real? Like, is she really here? Your mom has a shrine. She has a shrine. <laughs> oh my gosh! Why? <laughs> what? You and your shrine. Because I'm speechless. Need to have a seat. Like juju. I'm just like, even if that's what they're giving you, like. I don't know. For Switch it up. Figure line, something yeah. else out. But because girl, this storyline is ridiculousness. Uh, All right. Sad. So that's what we're talking about. And then, well, yeah, you wouldn't know any of these um, people. Mm-hmm. But this other wife that's on there, her name is Mia. Mm-hmm. So there was a bird. They were eating lunch. And so like a little crow came by. Right. And then she goes to Wendy. She's like, oh, is that your mom? Oh, that was a gag. And of course, Wendy's like, is don't do that. Him? No, because don't, because what does that mean? Don't play my face like that. Because what do you mean? Is that my mom? It's like, what? She's like, oh, yeah, too soon. Too soon, not ever. Don't do that. So Exactly. And I'm just like, this is what we have to deal with in 2023 slash 24. Is somebody going on TV talking about an African person doing juju on them? Like, stop playing with people. Stop playing. Yeah, for real. Don't play. Stop playing people's face. 2024, stop playing. Oh my gosh. It makes entertaining TV to some degree, but we're like, we're just but excited to have some Africans on the show. So come here exactly. and represent us well. Right. Like, so I don't know, show our culture. That I'm or if you're not, just live your life. Or... But don't do anything that's detrimental mm. to it. Now there are people who don't have like African friends and they're thinking, oh, is that all Africans do? Oh, like they have shrines. Because you know, Shrine. they will ask you those ignorant questions. Do you guys no, all have do. shrines? No, for real. Do you, are do you, you guys, are you, do you guys have houses? Ranting? <laughs> What did you just say? Do, you, have do you guys have houses or do you guys live in like the tree houses? Yeah. Do you have you seen a lion? Shots? Oh, have you been asked if you've ever seen? Well, since no, you were me. born here, I was asked if I ever saw a lion. Child. I'm like, yeah, at the zoo here. Ooh, ooh, here ooh, in America. Ooh. I don't wake up and there's a lion like right, cock it. right outside my window. Because what waiting. do you mean have I seen a lion? If you, why do you, just, you haven't seen have a lion? Have you seen a lion? Nowhere but the zoo. <laughs> Like, no, I have I'll not. I'll put them here in cages and show yeah. them and display them. Ah. 
Yeah, because I'm going to... This is my pet elephant. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> but one show you do watch I like is Dubai Bling. Ah, yes. I like that show. I love it when it's on Netflix because I can just binge and just watch. No, Instead real. of like now Potomac, no. I have to wait week after week. For I don't like real. that. So I'm wait, all caught wait. up. Oh, no, they don't do that. Because once... Yeah. Unless you wait until after the season's the season, over, then you yeah. can binge. But no, because it. Netflix, what you guys need to have doing it is they did do that at one point. There was a show... For Love is I Blind. Yeah, they did for Love is Blind mm-hmm. and another show... Oh, that was yeah, really we don't good. need all that weekly drop. Singles, just drop it all. Singles That's what you're known for, for is real. to drop it all. every week to, for an episode single to drop. Spino? I was like, Singles Inferno. You need to watch it because... Oh. Okay, so she watches... All these love shows. I already have love in my life. Why am I watching reality love? Listen, listen, listen. I watched k-dramas with my sister mm-hmm. but i didn't know that you guys like my aunt like miss yeah. tony right mm-hmm. here watches k-dramas yes so I basically do. singles inferno is a korean love reality show oh okay i like it but they're younger people so i don't know if you would we'll see i mean i'm the type of person i'll give anything a chance but the only thing is i hate not finishing stuff mm-hmm. sometimes that's why i don't like watching things with other people because like once we don't like it now we need to suffer to the end because <laughs> i need to see the end yeah really so like even but, if yeah. it's boring now I have to finish it like that's my I guess OCD things mm-hmm. I can't not finish but that it. show did make me mad though and also like the cultural differences it was like they would put girls on there who were like the spitting image of the country's stereotype or like uh-huh. the image of beauty for them and then all the guys would just be so drawn to her da, da, da. and then all the other girls would like die out in the storyline and I'm just like okay oh. but I guess it was good for the time yeah. it lasted I feel like that started for me during the pandemic I Reality watched one TV? show no the Korean shows oh, the I watched K-drama. one show it was good. good though. then I watched another one and then I think I've only watched three and I think the second one I haven't finished it yet but there are so many yeah, there are there yeah, so they have many a wide now. range and they have different genres so. and everything Mm-hmm. A lot of us like the K dramas, so but yes. kudos to you guys. You guys are doing a good job That's over there. And then every time I'm watching that, I'm like, they have perfect skin. Perfect skin. <laughs> the just the way the show is always just so professional. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Skin, they have good fashion. Dressed up. I was yeah, the say, Korean fashion is like up. very good, and it's like not even. It's very classy fashion. Mm-hmm. Like they never show too much skin, but right, 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 right. they're always like put together and taste. Even the guys, I know nice. they put makeup on because obviously they're on TV. But even the guys well, have yes. good skin. I'm like. Dang, they be having glass skin. So the Korean skincare is also where it's at. Yeah. I think I told you last week I got the snail mucin, the essence. Yes, she did. So we'll see if it's helping me with my But I did get an Ulta gift card for Christmas, so I will be zooming to Ulta and uh Yes, don't buy it on Amazon because apparently they have the fake one on Amazon or something. Because that's scary. Don't play with your life like that, everyone. Amazon needs to work on that. This counterfeit things that people are creating that they're selling on there. Yeah, the sellers, because the sellers be Mm whack sometimes you're not getting the true it's, thing and yeah. it's also maybe like the this is a difference when i know i'm buying the dupe like yeah. you know how they have the, the the dupe of the earrings those my um fotegas <laughs> yeah her fotegas my fotegas no because she ate when yeah. she started doing that she'd be like okay, yeah. my, mm-hmm. my fotegas yeah but i know ahead of time i'm buying the fotega but if I buy snail mucin and, and it's just it's the real deal exactly and then i come and there's literal snot in my hand <laughs> Then we're gonna no. fight. <laughs> they, but they said the fake one, you know, like how when you go like this yeah. and the it's supposed to like linger and be like snail. You like, it. yeah, like but the fake one isn't as sticky. That's how you it's know. It's like watered down. Yeah, yeah, it's watered down. They say the shape of the bottle is different. So like the cap is shorter. On the fake one, it's longer. Okay, so just go yeah, on TikTok. You see that somebody's comparing like the two, and I was like, "Dang! Like, That's what are candy. you putting on your face then?" You know, exactly, exactly. Because too, the ingredients too, because mm-hmm. they could also mess with exactly for people like us that have worse. sensitive skin. Like, we can't just be having anything on our skin. What the I heck? will not accept it. Yeah. Well, maybe that counts as our pop culture rant because we yeah, just kind of talked good. about everything. Mm-hmm. So that was just that was a little taste of just everything. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that ended up working out. That's that's pop culture. We just dibbled and dabbled. We went with the flow for real. Yeah, exactly. Another thing I appreciate about this podcast. Okay, I'm just gonna throw this in there. I like the way our chemistry is portrayed on here, and Mm -hmm. it's just very telling of our relationship. Yeah, it's very natural. Yes, I didn't. I. But when I have to lay down the law as auntie, oh, she don't play. 
one thing about her, wait, because one thing about Auntie Tony, she do not play. And we're just going to leave it there. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yes. Yes. When I have to lay down the law, I lay down the law. But like, I think I always felt like when I was growing up, sometimes I couldn't really talk to my mom. So one of the things I always mm-hmm. knew that I wanted to do for you guys and of course my own kids as well is that they'll always know I'm going to be, you know, tough and be a disciplinarian. But I also want them to feel like there's nothing that they can be going through that they feel like they can't come and talk to me about. Yeah. That was beautiful. But then to also like tie it into like, what was it last week? Mm-hmm. I think, okay, because Auntie and I, well, we did have a conversation mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. But one thing I feel like is very telling, like how we were talking about last week about our last topic mm-hmm. and noticing what we're doing for those generational patterns. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're aware of that, like you made it a goal mm-hmm. to know that your kids, your nieces, anybody like after you can come to you mm-hmm. and not be scared or fearful like have fear instilled in them to talk to you about anything Mm -hmm. i feel like there's that pattern breaking for you it's also different for me in a good way because i know it's not the same when i'm talking to other adults in my life who Mm -hmm. are still living through those negative generational patterns Mm -hmm. i knew that although it was tough it was something i needed to hear Mm -hmm. and i didn't walk away from it feeling like you know you were attacked or something yeah yes so and and that's the balance mm -hmm. because now that creates a healthy space Mm -hmm. it didn't torment my mental it actually like made me face and take accountability Mm -hmm. and making me a better person exactly and that's the key to discipline it's like Mm -hmm. you still have the things that you know you're challenging the person for but remember when i said last week you always challenge the behaviors and not the person. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. okay, your behavior is not good or this is not good, but it doesn't mean I don't love you. And it just was, because you're yeah. displaying bad behavior doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's just you need to work on these things mm-hmm. and fix them. I didn't feel belittled um, nor attacked or yeah, all of that. It was just true. And I feel like that's what like love is, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. If somebody lets you just do whatever in this life, it's very hard for me to believe that that person loves you. Mm-hmm. Because like... There's so many sayings out there. Iron sharpens iron. Mm. You know, you can't have love without it being chastised. So that idea, like, if I love you, I always want what's best for you. And that mm-hmm. means that even if I have to call you out on certain things, it's about how I do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't call you out. And I think sometimes for people that might maybe come from environments that there was a lot of confrontation, for example, they go from one extreme to the other. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe you were disciplined as a kid. And it was a really bad way of being disciplined and it was extreme. Mm -hmm. And now you go to the point like when you have your kids, you're not disciplining them at all. And that's not the solution because kids still need structure. Mm -hmm. They still need consequences for actions. So, yeah. And then also like minus like someone who was in that extreme when they were younger, kind of before kids. Mm -hmm. Growing up, maybe because you were like in that extreme for so long, you don't even apply discipline to yourself anymore. Yeah. Or like you lack like discipline or motivation or actual progress because it was so negative for you and it was like kind of traumatizing in a way. Yeah. But that's why, like, you know, you have people in your life. I'm very grateful for my auntie, you know. No, because I am. It was hard to hear, guys. Yes. But it was so very much (laughs) just a very true Mm -hmm. expression of love and just... She wants me to be the best that I can be. And I Mm -hmm. don't want anything else but that for me. And also for her to show that, you know, I don't want to let her down. And I also don't want to let myself yourself down. down. Yeah, that's even more important. Mm -hmm. Because I've been on the other end too. Like sometimes it's like I'm doing what is expected of me and all that. And it's great. Mm -hmm. But until that motivation starts coming from within yourself. So that even when I'm not there, like you can't be like, oh, I'm paying my bills because my auntie's around. She wants me to. When I'm not even around, I need you to pay your bills. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So it's the same. Very true. Mm -hmm. I was going to say something. I think you were talking about the cross-generational stuff and that that was crucial. Me being aware of the fact that I wanted to do things differently with you guys. Oh, it was going to be awareness because also another thing, like the person who you want the best for could not also be aware of the behavior that they're expressing or Mm -hmm. that they're portraying is not, you know, them living to their fullest potential. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you are aware of making sure that you hold someone like me like accountable for Mm -hmm. my actions in a healthy way because then there are also things that I feel like I was doing that I was not aware of. Mm -hmm. So to bring you know the conscious out like it's not subconscious that it becomes mm-hmm. subconscious anymore yeah mm-hmm. so now i'm aware of it too and i can just move forward and, and you want to know with love yes. that's something that was never done for me mm-hmm. 
like I had to learn by making the wrong choices, making the wrong decisions. I wish there was somebody who, when I was at your age and I was doing certain things that could have called me out and be like, look, you need to hustle and bustle some more Mm -hmm. and get to this, you know. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just a lot of like, and again, like we talked about, our parents are new to this country. So we're navigating a lot of things on our own Mm -hmm. and a lot of trial and error. And then you look at your family circumstances too. Like you'll be the first one to go to college. You're the first one to do X, Y, and so you're really Mm -hmm. navigating a lot of spaces for the first time Mm -hmm. and those closest to you will have no idea sometimes they're even like a hindrance in some way Mm -hmm. because they don't even realize that okay i'm working on you know my thesis for my master's like Mm -hmm. this is not the time to be mad at me because i can't go to your my third cousin's wedding right like that kind of thing because because that's (laughs) yeah exactly that's another thing i feel like that's also like being selfish too but in our community, in our culture, they don't see it like that. It's At just all. like, your cousin is getting married. How could you not be there? How could you not show up? And it's like, Look what I'm doing. Um, this that I'm doing right now? <laughs> can I show for myself? Jesus. Very important. Mm-hmm. But now, can you imagine? Osila comes to me, Mommy, I have to write my dissertation, for mm-hmm. example, and there's a party and I'm telling her, oh, you have to show up to this. Like, of wow. course not. I Come can understand now. that. It's not even something that's going to be in my head. Right. Like, yeah. Think twice about. So yeah, I guess yeah. that kind of led to what I wanted for us to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I wanted us to talk about community. And like, we always give a disclaimer that we are African people of African descent. We are of African I descent. Am, would I even be considered first generation? Because I wasn't born here. I moved I here when I was 11. So like, you guys I'm are the first, first generation. born generation. In America. Yeah, we yeah. are the first gen- born generation. Yeah. Because I moved family. when I was like 12. So I came to the US when I was 12. So yeah, in case you guys missed it, we're Sierra Leonean. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so I'll start with mine first because mine's yeah. a little bit complicated. Yeah. So I'm Sierra Leonean, obviously. Both mm-hmm. my parents are Sierra Leonean. Mm-hmm. On my dad's side, they are Nigerians that migrated to Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. So if we traced our family back, my dad always said that they lived in Kanu State. So I always used to think I was Hausa. And then when I did my ancestry test, all the stuff came back to really point that I was Yoruba. And that's not uncommon for somebody to be living in some place, but like that's not where they're from. So even though my dad was told that they lived in Kano State when they were in Nigeria, we're actually Yoruba of Yoruba descent, like when you look at everything. So that's that. And then on my mother's side, yes, they are Sierra Leonean, but they actually are from Guinea and they too migrated to Sierra Leone. Mm -hmm. So we are so so on that side. And so then I'm so, so Creole because my dad's people, when you trace them back, yeah, they were originally from Nigeria, but then they were ex-slaves that were taken to the U.S., brought back to Freetown. And then the Creole people were like the ones that were like the closest to the colonizers (laughs) when they were there. There's no other way to put it. They were the ones that were closest to the British. Mm -hmm. And so like they adopted the British customs in a lot of ways, like in the way they will dress, the way they build their houses, the way they go about raising their children, very much so in the British way. Yeah. So I'm a mixture because, yeah, that's like my dad is have has that European Creole genetics. And then my mom is so, so tribe. And so those two people came together to create me. And then when I did my ancestry on my mother's side, then you can see that we come all the way from up north. So the the Berber people from um, Morocco and Algeria. We are descendants North from them. African. Mm-hmm. So like we, we are up north. Obviously, they migrated. So that would be like all the Bantu tribes. So like we are. Uh-huh. So we are North African, West African, yeah. if you want to go that far. <laughs> wow. She just gave y'all a whole ancestry and me. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I did 23 and me. Yeah, I was so excited. I, I still need to do that. Yeah. I, re- I recommend everybody. Oh, yeah. And a lot of Africans will be like, I'm African. Mm, we know you look, are. But... You just might find out that, you know, you thought you were Sierra Leone in your whole life. But then, yeah, like me, you're Algerian and and Moroccan as well. And, you know, and then it's good for us as Africans to do it, too. So we can be a resource for a lot of like our African-American brothers or people in diaspora that are trying to connect with their roots. Right. Because the more that we do it and we are very sure about like where we come from and our family and our histories, then that's something that we can help somebody else connect with. Because a lot of us, we have bodies of water close by us. So there's no way you can say, oh, my my tribe or my people were never part of the slave trade. It's very hard for me to believe that. So that's something that's sometimes hard to sell to, you know, some of our African people. Because they're like, oh, I know we were never part of it. But that's you just never know. Not... <laughs> You yeah, might you take really that ancestry test and find out you have 400. Like, I have 400 relatives, 450-something relatives on 23andMe. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of people. 
<laughs> like 400 and oh that's like they're just all roaming the earth right now yeah and once you start seeing it because then like i'll look at a lot of the people obviously they're from the south mm-hmm. a lot of carolinas mm-hmm. a lot of louisiana because that was the one thing like i love going to new orleans i don't know nola. what it was but every time i go to nola i just nola, feel like baby. i'm home and oh, wow so you yes and one day it clicked to me, like, the way, like, the houses are, that's kind of, like, how, like, the Creole people do their houses back home. Mm-hmm. Um, the streets, like, just the environment very much so reminded me of, like, the way we do things in mm-hmm. Freetown. Mm-hmm. So when I did my ancestry, yeah, some of our relatives came from Louisiana. Some of them came from North Carolina. So it was good seeing all that. I was like, oh, okay, so this is the parts of, in America that, you know, we have blood relatives living in. Yeah, I want to do that. So I have my portfolio. Yeah, yours would be very interesting. Yes. Well, my mom is Sierra Leonean. Mm-hmm. My dad is Guinean. Mm-hmm. You so, have the Guinean side Yeah, too. I have the Fula Guinean. Yes, she's a Fula girl. I'm Fula girl. That's why her name is Mariamma. Mariamma Jala. Jalo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, my dad is Guinean from the Fula tribe. Fula tribe, and my mom is is mom. So so Creole. She's like I feel like they're Mende as well. Mende, no, no, yeah, Grandma did say um, that. Yeah, Grandma I feel like they're mixed with Mende as well. Yeah. yeah, but for sure, I think there's Mende in there. Well, and yeah. I feel like I definitely have Mende in my stuff too. So mm. we all end up being yes. Mixed. We're just yeah, we're just. But we know we are Sierra Leonean and, and Guinean for sure. Well, and yeah, then that's right. Anything else we find out is by bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, I will have my portfolio soon. <laughs> my Don't worry. Portfolio. Yes, I will. So, so that's that's. If you ever so wonder, far. we are Sierra Leonean Guinean girls. Yes, that's that's it. We're we are so Creole so and so so. So we are like we are brought up a certain way, but then we have our you know. I like the mixture actually. Me I like too. Because I love the so so music and the so so food, okay. and I downloaded this cookbook that I want us to try making some recipes from this year. Ooh. But it's the Guinean cookbook, Ooh. so we get to like try like all the different Guinean recipes. Yes, so. I was. I feel like, yes. I, yeah, the so-so and Guinean food is sweeter than the... She said sweeter. Creole? Sweeter the than the Creole food. food though. Ooh. You know? Okay, so what are some so-so Guinean foods? Oh, my gosh. So many. Like, the one with the... um, You have the okra, and, like, on the side that you boil. You have rice with it, but you have, like, the beni. I think that's a Guinean way of eating it, because this cookbook had something similar to it. And, like, you fry some fish on the side same thing a lot of gravy things mm. the way they cook the sour sour and the plasas was different like mm. I'll right, show it okay. to you so growing up I like ate more Creole foods then mm-hmm. uh, yeah even hearing it doesn't sound very familiar to me. so so um, mm-hmm. oh and the, I don't know what the name of this I think it's called hutun or something like that Ooh. but it's like it's ground beef or fish or something that we'll put and then we'll See, eat okay if the... anything when Nene's house whenever we would go oh. to Nene's house mm-hmm. we had yeah and that's Fura what, from yeah. your people I love me some Fura, Fura. <laughs> she's over here She's like I like to eat. Imagining it right now. She's imagining it. I am a food connoisseur. No, because food is just telling of culture, and it's yes. always beautiful and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. So community, community. That's what we're talking about today. Well, yes. So I say that a lot. Too when much. well, yeah. I was growing up. One of the ways because our parents came here and they'll work a lot. But then they looked forward to the weekends because like every weekend or every other weekend, there was some party going on. There was something going on Mm -hmm. and it was a way for us to build community. So it was a way for them to release stress, too. But looking back, my generation, I felt like we felt like it was a lot of wasted time. So what do I mean by that? Like, I think a lot of us still do it. But like Hmm. the whole community might have like whatchamacallit, like an annual celebration and then everybody's supposed to fly over there or come with their family and you just spend time in that celebration it's just a networking way for you to be connected to your community Mm -hmm. but it just became all about just going to the parties and when africans party it's not cheap it's (laughs) expensive no because it will be an event yes an event every single time so if you're going to a party every other weekend and then you got to have an outfit every other weekend you can see how that stuff adds up right so a lot of the issues that they are facing now is that some of these organizations that were created to give us a sense of community when we moved here and we we're in other lands mm-hmm. are beginning to die out because the older generation has failed to connect with your generation. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted us to have this discussion because I wanted us to figure out what is it that's causing that disconnect? Because technically mm-hmm. 
yes, you guys are African, but like we're saying, you guys are the first generations that were born here. Depending on how early some families moved here, some people might even be on their second generation of kids that were born yeah. here, right? Like we're African so, Americans. Yeah, are, exactly. Our nationality is African American. Yes, because now, now at that point now you're right. you're African Americans mm-hmm. that know what your African ancestry yeah. is. Yes. So a lot of the African organizations and the things that we used to do to have that sense of community, it's been lost. And I know for a lot of them, they're trying to figure out how do we connect back to these young people? How do we get the younger crowd to attend the meetings? And like I said, for us, I feel like our generation, when we grew up, we just saw it as just them getting together and partying and they were not really being impactful. Right. Because anybody can party. (laughs) No, for real, because I'm thinking about it because anybody could party with the people that you know, mm-hmm. in their community. But I think, yeah, what you're talking about, the wasted time is yes, and now, because there were, what you were saying, there was a lot of organizations, you know, that would hold the parties, what mm-hmm. you were saying? Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, just to throw a party. It's just to throw a party. Right. Everybody comes, shows their latest car they have, wear the biggest gilet, right. the latest things that they sold, and then we eat food and then we go home. Go home. Just an excuse to see uh, Uncle Sam, Auntie, blah, 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 every week. And that's good, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't have been all of it. I think mm-hmm. some of them are now the getting it. Yeah, like some of them now volunteer. Some of them now are trying to do stuff. In your but it's almost like it's a little too like? late. No, our parents' older. generation. Because okay. my generation and the generation younger, they're not even participating in a lot of these groups anymore. And it's also like oblivion. I didn't even know that. So you didn't even know about even these had... organizations? Yeah. Well, no. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's because, what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Like, how do we get you guys to come back to the fold? And obviously, one... The older generation, a lot of them need to let go because a lot of them are still like in the forefront of these organizations. And I feel like they need to let go of Mm, how they have been doing things for for so long. Yeah. Because it's a new age in order for them to attract the younger kids the way they used to do it. It can't be the same formula that we're following here. Because I think especially when it's like your parents' generation, them Mm -hmm. being born in Africa Mm -hmm. and, you know, being raised in their culture, like they grew up in Africa, but then they had you, like their kids who they had then had in Africa, but they migrated over here to America. Mm -hmm. But then now to deal with my generation who were born here and we haven't really been surrounded by our culture and Mm -hmm. our community, but now I feel like they have to, because it's inevitable that there's going to have to be... They drop the ball. Yeah, you have to drop the ball for us now because that's what, like already, like two generational gap, Mm -hmm. that's a gap that they cannot bridge by themselves. It's like, you guys, there's a disconnect. So I feel There's a disconnect because they dropped the ball. Because they dropped the ball. There's a disconnect because one... Some of them, not all of them, mm-hmm. when they came to America, because they had such a hard time, they actually divorced themselves to some degree of everything that represented their cultures. Mm. So, yes, when you go to a party every weekend or every other weekend, you're with everybody from your community. And your you guys speak your life. language and everything yes. else. But when it came to your kids, some of the kids didn't eat the food. Some of the kids definitely don't know the language. And right. the parents were OK with it being that way. So it was just like a nostalgic event. Exactly. It was just for them to connect back with their old schoolmates and their family and their Mm -hmm. relations. But they didn't pass on those same things to their kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm hopeful because I think I'm seeing more young kids now, like, for example, the Yoruba community. I'm seeing a lot of Yoruba younger kids that want to go back and learn the language or speak it or whatever. And so I'm hopeful that you guys will come back and connect. Yeah. And where are the spaces for us to even do that? For people like for them to even people do that. are yeah so now the kids are now trying to learn you the language from yeah. their parents asking them and then practicing among each other so mm-hmm. like if you were friends with some other Fula or yeah, Guinean girls wish, yeah. they might maybe start teaching you guys some words and then you guys are speaking it back and forth mm-hmm. so that older generation dropped the ball in that way because they were trying to make sure their kids were as Americanized American or wherever they ended up in the world right, in the right. UK want to make sure they're as British as possible. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, they divorced themselves of their cultures in that way, right? Because you wanted your kids to go back home and impress everybody with their American accent and their British accent. So it's like, no, I don't want you to have any accent because I don't want nobody to treat you any different. You're a British child. You're an American child. (laughs) You speak this way. You speak this way. But then now it's like, but that's a big part of culture. Yeah. Yeah. Because like we said, so much gets passed on in language. Mm-hmm. Like even when you translate things to English, sometimes there are words in our languages that you can't even translate to English. Yeah. And it's like, like it's how do we just, say that? It's true. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Well, Creole is like a dialect of English. Well, it is its own language. It's broken English. Yeah, broken it's its own English, thing. Basically. Mm-hmm. But when I call my dad and try to talk to my dad and speak Fula, 
it's just one thing that I just wish that if anything that I had learned or knew mm-hmm. because when I talk to him and he's talking to me and I'd be like, oh, he tells me what it means. He teaches me phrases mm-hmm. like, you know, in Jarama. Okay. Because, okay, so when he answers the phone, he asks me that that's as much as I know, but I really wish that, you know, I knew more. So mm-hmm. it was just like, like you said, if the, you know, knowing more Fula girls or Guinean girls and being involved, creating like a community in my generation, I feel like it would be very beneficial because, mm-hmm. and I think another thing is like, I feel like your parents' generation, like the older generation, feeling that we're disconnected, but then I feel like some of them think that we have no care or no curiosity yeah, about Yeah, they don't it. take ownership of the fact that they played a role in the disconnect. Yeah. They're and just I, like, oh, these kids, yeah. they don't care about their, where they come from. They don't care about their community. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, yeah. all you did was party. How are we and a lot of times yeah those parties it's just a way for people to carry attention to themselves so it'll be mm-hmm. oh to show up and be this the showstopper women's group after that is the men's group <laughs> then after that is the underbelly group Aye. then is the HSCTH this is the excellencies president's mm. daughter three hours has passed and we're just calling title up and down up and down like Aye. and then people are on their phones mm. when they go to those things the kids will rather meet up and go and hang out and do stuff instead of actually going to, to the event itself. the event and building community yeah. so do you feel like okay for example, for you now, mm-hmm. do you actually have a group of African friends? I have not strictly African friends, mm-hmm. but in my friend group, there are African girls. I have a Ghanaian friend. I have like a plethora of Ethiopian friends. Mm-hmm. And then we have some like strictly black African-American girls in our mm-hmm. friend group. But and that's understandable yes. because you were born here. These yeah. are all the people that you went to school mm-hmm. with and everything else. Mm-hmm. But do you ever try to make friends that are like from Sierra Leone, for example, so that you have some people in your group or... You know, you can have different friend groups. Yeah, so maybe another true, friend true, group true. Yeah. that's like, you know, a Sierra Leonean No, connection. I don't have another. It's never like I never try to, mm-hmm. but I feel like in like the Sierra Leonean community when I was back in Minnesota and we would attend those events, there was like, I didn't like try to keep our, you know, connection mm-hmm. outside of just going to the event. Mm-hmm. So, like, actually building a connection with some of the girls that I would see at those parties that mm-hmm. were Sierra Leonean, I, we didn't really become friends. It was just like we would see each other, mm-hmm. you know, at those parties. Because, yeah, I know like, you guys to preserve your languages, you need to practice it. Yeah. And you can't practice it outside of... Mm-hmm. You know, being with people that actually speak it. Yeah. But I like, also get no, it because you can't no. just go around just being like, oh, I'm just looking for a Sierra Leonean friend. Right. Like, and it's going to be like, exactly. It needs to be because you connect with the person. Right. Yeah, that is true. But then mm-hmm. I feel like now there is more like leeway for me to actually in this big old Houston. I was going to say, meet Texas people. is the perfect place with everybody here. <laughs> Everybody's here. So if I'm going out and looking for it, I could find, um, you know, a Sierra Leonean community, Guinean community to indulge myself in, mm-hmm. which I feel like would have, I would have and, no problem. And that will help. And then do you, do you think you guys, love. maybe you guys don't even have a sense of, because we kind of talked about it in one of the earlier episodes that mm-hmm. you guys are, yeah, I think what was the word that you used? You said collective independence or something. So do you think it's because your generation in collectivism as a whole, you guys don't necessarily even like get together and congregate like at that level that like my parents used to so for you guys oh yeah that's how i was when we were talking about this episode like i was gonna say with that like our get-togethers like what you would do your generation or your generation before you would do to actually come together for the sense of community and be around people who are part of your culture and where you come from i feel like now when our get-togethers or the community quote-unquote that we have is for people who fit like your aesthetic or just like Mm. material like outer exterior that match you so all the girls that wear lululemon hang Mm. out with all the girls that wear Mm. lululemon black white Mm. or silver like (laughs) dang because okay so that's what we see because i feel like there is a sense of like loss of our culture when it comes to that when all we're doing is connecting in like a materialistic way or it's just very surface level and then it takes more effort if anything for us to find people who are where we came from like Mm -hmm. people from our country Mm -hmm. who speak our language Mm -hmm. because there's a then there's a disconnect to both you don't have it at home or like in your own like community 
Mm-hmm. Like you don't have it at home, nor do you have it outside because you're not looking for it or you're not surrounded by it. Yeah. So then obviously we would go out and find people who fit our quote unquote aesthetic or who dress the same as us, who listen to the same music as us, mm-hmm. who like the same thing. Da, da, da. So that sense of true like connection with our identity, like where we come from mm-hmm. is not really prevalent in yeah. what you see today with our generation. And we can only blame those who came before you. Right. So I think they didn't do a good enough job showing you guys that that is so important. Mm-hmm. And it's only because we're here. It's only because people are in diaspora that they might not always see it. But it helps like because outside of the partying, when you have that community, let's say something happens, everybody comes together, they help you out. Mm-hmm. Like when we got married, for example, it's not like we didn't have the money to get married. But one mm-hmm. of the traditions is that you know, people that you guys are family friends with will all come together and they all like contribute something and you're able to get married and do stuff. Or let's say somebody dies, that idea like everybody comes together, donates, or even if it's the party, people are bringing food and all that stuff. Uh So the benefits are there. I just don't know how they dropped the ball in making sure you guys could see the benefits and then showing the value. And I think sometimes it's also the disconnect from back home too. Because I think when you finally go to like Nigeria with us mm-hmm. or we're going to go to Sierra Leone eventually, I don't want to say when we're mm-hmm. going to go. Yeah. But you see how important it is, that sense of community. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that you lose when you come yeah. abroad. And so you have kids that are okay. raised here, but they have never been back home. Right. And I think if the me. parents have not been back home yet. <laughs> so... Oh, so devastating. so important because Mm -hmm. there are certain things that you don't even have to teach that is just there. Mm -hmm. So if a lot of them, you know, instead of spending $6,000 a year on parties, we'll take that $6,000 and say, let's Let's pay for tickets and take our our kids home. home. The connection. so nice. Mm -hmm. Because now I see a lot of young people going for dirty. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. And that's another thing. Like a lot of our people, our people. I said dirty. Dirty. Dirty December. D-E-T-T-Y. Not dirty. Dirty December. But um, because I have some of my friends. One of my friends this summer went back to Nigeria with her dad. They all went back home. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it was her first time, but you know. But going back home in a sense, and a lot of people in our generation, I feel like we sense it though. I feel like we mm-hmm. sense there's a loss in our mm-hmm. like we don't feel it. And you go back to the source. Right. Whenever something is off, you go back to the you source. You go back to the source. And then so, there's no shame. Yeah. Because you see people where you come from that are your age going back home. It makes you want to go back home too. Mm-hmm. Not like purely like so influenced to be a follower, but it's like they when you see the people come back or they share about their story when mm-hmm. they went home or they're videotaping it when they went home, they're vlogging it. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing like, like you just feel it. I know. I feel like I know when I go back home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to love yes. it. Oh, you're going to fall in love. I'm There's no doubt about it. And when I come back, I feel like... And that's another thing. Like you said, that um, mm-hmm. there's some things just about oh. us home and like the way we live mm-hmm. as African people that you don't even it's instilled in us you mm-hmm. don't have to teach exactly and I feel like when you when you're in the source when you're in our you know motherland we're gonna feel it mm-hmm. and when we come back I feel like if anything it's gonna make us want to it's gonna ignite be us to connected. want it yeah to be more connected yes. here and actually start those communities mm-hmm. and I, like because I think there are people now who even go home mm-hmm. and they might not even have known each other here but then mm-hmm. they meet somebody that's from diaspora when they go back home for dirty december mm. and now you come back and you and have you that know connection each other. yeah and you know each other right. so there is hope there but like i'm saying to the older generation things are gonna look different from how you guys have been doing it and you right. guys have to be okay with letting go and also let like, go and mm-hmm. let let things flow let it happen and right. sit back and let the new generation figure out how are we going to do this thing because i think we do know the importance of the sense of community. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to do it the way that you guys have been doing it for right. so long because we have different needs. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's not much of a sense of, because I don't think we want to or should do it on our own without the sense guidance, of guidance from, from our, our elders. All elders. Yeah. I do not think at all. Mm-hmm. If anything, when I envision like wanting, like right now, if I, at my age, wanted to start an organization or community and bring back that sense of union for, um, say, Sierra Leonean 
people, um, for the younger generation, yes, it's about starting it on our own and, you know, bring it from the perspective of a younger generation, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to not want to do it without the guidance or go um, talk to somebody. Exactly. Older than me. But I think so, they feel threatened sometimes because yeah. they think, oh, they just want to kick me out. Right. And it's like, nobody will ever kick you out. We're just asking you to take a different position, mm-hmm. take a step back. But yeah. we're always going to come to you and consult well, with you yes. because there are some things that we don't know. We're still trying and to figure real, out. For real, we're not the But give us like, the room to yeah. do that. You know, not being born back home, even as I, as many visits as I may take, you know, I wasn't raised or I didn't mm-hmm. grow up in Africa yeah. and our elders were, you mm-hmm. know, they have that instilled that like you that still need soul. that when you're going home to exactly. say, don't talk like this to grandma. <laughs> when grandma is talking to you, say, yes, right. ma, Do, right. you know, you, you still need right. the, you know, all we still the, need the, the little them cues. We still everywhere need because that is our, that's us. Like they mm-hmm. were just a new generation. And I feel like that's where like them, I guess the conflict may come with this cross generational thing. It's the conversation or the, the but are they willing to listen that's what i'm saying the conversation know, that's having this conversation we're just one generation removed, apart yeah. but now having this conversation with our parents generation or their parents yeah. well a lot of them is going to be our parents generation yeah. it can be very difficult because that's, i think yeah. sometimes they lose sight of the big picture mm-hmm. and that which they want they say they want it so they say they want the young people to come back they want to have the sense of community but one a lot of times they don't want to take responsibility that they help to create the problem mm-hmm. that is existing today so, and then you created like mm-hmm. we have to have now we have to talk about it now because yeah. that's what I was trying take to say first. exactly you know that's what you always start with yeah the conflict of having that conversation with the younger generation meeting them meeting the problem like hitting on its head mm-hmm. with coming with the perspective or of of the older generations not wanting to hear mm-hmm. us or making us feel like we don't know mm-hmm. or like we can't do this or mm-hmm. that we don't know anything anyway. And then there's the older generation having that perspective and also feeling like, oh, they're trying to take our place. They don't know how they're not going to do it right. Da, 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 da. But it's like, like you said, the bigger picture needs to be solidified in everyone's head when we do want to have this conversation. If there wants mm-hmm. to be, if, they, if you want us to come back mm-hmm. and we want to feel connected with ourselves here in America, mm-hmm. yeah, it needs to be yeah. this conversation conversation that needs to be had Mm -hmm. and there's room that needs to be made and again like I don't know if they don't hear it enough but I feel like for my part I generally don't think it can work without the guidance of the other It won't work the same way that they've been doing it. Right. So like back in the day, like I said, everybody used to show up and they will have the events, the the conferences or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And you know, people used to participate in all that. Now people don't want to even buy the ticket to show up to the conference. Mm -hmm. So maybe have even considered doing virtual conferences, right? Mm -hmm. Like you got to meet the people where they are today. It's a new age. And instead of doing them just like a party. Because not everybody can fly out. Not everybody can book a ticket to, you know, Mm -hmm. the coast opposite from them yeah. you know it's just like because not everybody could do that now we also have ways where we can still connect we mm-hmm. have virtual ways we have phone yeah. calls your group can create apps mm. there are apps and, nowadays right on the app you can have actually like things teaching the kids the language yeah so this would be you imagine that, they, that you download that right. will, it could be very specific and you as the elders exactly. you know the language you are in that is where we get it these from are all you. the things we're talking about so come on like and then mm-hmm. we as the younger people we have that Mm-hmm. tech savvy mind like the exactly. way we have the new age way of doing things so mm-hmm. let's come together and bridge let's just because we still need you guys to tell us our history and we our still stories, need you guys to tell yes. us the stories our food still need our music we yeah. need they, well, like, we still they need it they will never everybody. be replaced exactly we'll but we just replaced and we're not yeah we just we want just to do things differently yeah not everybody can do it alone yeah. i feel like because then then that conflict is like, okay, then the older generation feels like, okay, they're going to keep doing the conferences or the way that they've been doing it, you know, mm-hmm. with just inviting the older people maybe and just having those parties. But the then parties. those are dwindling. Right. So and then it's going to have, have a whole community of people, mm. but you're not attracting them to come back. And like oh, you're yeah, saying, okay, yeah. for example, right now, you have a diverse group of friends. friends right. Think about when you have a life partner. Chances are your partner will not necessarily even be Sierra Leonean. Mm -hmm. So you are having a generation of kids that are having a diverse experience with their friends. Mm -hmm. Their partners are from all these places. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying it takes a mind that's in the new generation to know Mm -hmm. how do I reach to these people now that, yeah, maybe you might feel uncomfortable because you're like, okay, I'm coming to my people's uh, event. But if I come there, everybody's wearing this. Everybody's doing that. Or maybe my partner feels uncomfortable because maybe I'm married Mm -hmm. to somebody that's obviously not part of that culture. Like, Mm That's something to consider too. Yeah. So I just wanted to just kind of see just what you were thinking about that. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of answered that question is like this generation, they do want that connection. They want to know their yeah, languages. They want to connect with other people that are part of their community. They just want to do it in ways that are more like authentic and organic and yeah. not the old ways of doing it. And if the older generation wants to attract the younger generation mm-hmm. to these events and to have a better sense of community, mm-hmm. one, they need to hold themselves accountable for the things that they have done. And then two, they need to be willing to allow younger people to come into the place and to give Mm-hmm. their opinions or give mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. and actually implement those ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. Accept them and take them in and exactly. actually not have it go in one ear and out the other. Which is like the essence of our podcast. Yeah. It's like, well, yes, let's have these discussions. Let's talk and let's actually hear each other. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like my question, I guess, for you would be like, what about you? Because you're kind of in the middle because we've been saying older generation and then my generation and being younger. But then at the same time, younger, you are younger than you Yes. Know. Yeah. When I say so younger, I'm be... talking about me and you. Okay. okay going okay. to the elders. Okay. Because I feel like, yeah, my generation is going to be like that middle gap. Uh, yeah. I feel like you will be the bridge. You yeah, are the we bridge. We are the bridge. You are we the are. Bridge. If anything, if there's such a disconnect going straight to them, I feel like us having this conversation here, if anything, can make it easier for the both of us, like people from my generation and your generation, to go to the elder generation and actually try our best to you it's know, very it. difficult to yeah. get them to understand things from our perspective it's mm-hmm. really hard mm-hmm. and then i just think also they didn't use the organizations the way they should have used them mm-hmm. like i said with scholarships or having projects back home i mean we joke about sometimes you I know you that. go back home and the roads are all messed up or whatever oh, but yeah, if you're coming over here and you guys are coming that. together to party you know every other day or every month or whatever mm-hmm. think about how many times you guys could have done fundraisers so you get to Raise knock them. two stones out right mm-hmm. we know that we love to party we love to have a good time right. but you could do a fundraiser that way you're kind of partying but it's for a purpose it's for a cause mm-hmm. and then you take the money from that fundraiser to go back home maybe help to build a school right. help, like that right. would have helped really for the younger generation to have much more of a connection yeah and I think what you said earlier like us not seeing the benefits of those yes. so like if we do just see like a party being thrown by you know the older generation and okay maybe the way that they do the fundraiser is you can you buy a ticket or whatever Mm -hmm. but then for us to go and just go to the party or pay for the ticket and see that the money is not being used though Mm -hmm. i feel like when we don't see that the money is being exactly what did i go there for exactly right and now we have to calculate because mm. everything nowadays you have to look at financial do you see the (laughs) the taxes in this place (laughs) so now you think i calculate i have to pay tickets Pay for the material, mm. store it. And then you cannot come back and say, oh, this year we were able to fix the road in our place. You can't say uh, nothing, place. right? Oh, this year we actually were able to use the money to buy like, I don't know, five buses. And now the kids that are in our community, they have buses that can take them to school. Like yeah. for us to see the where manifestations is, of where yeah. the money is going. Not even just where our money is going, but to see that when we come together to do this, we're all making an impact together. Exactly. And then it's like, oh, it's like, okay, so my contribution mm-hmm. by myself if anything, seeing that is going to buy the buses or it's going mm-hmm. to build the roads and it's going to, you know, make a better life for the people back home, my mm-hmm. people back home. I'm yeah. going to want to come to these events every year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to want to even and maybe your help children now go with you when exactly. you're going back home. Exactly. See, that's see, how you bring it all plan. together. Yes. See, and now you collect your children and you say, oh. Christmas now we are going back home remember that that. fundraiser we did now we are going home to go Mm -hmm. buy the buses or we're going home to um, give the gifts to the kids Mm -hmm. and then you use that trip now to take your children that's how it was supposed to be done so we are sorry that you guys did not get it right shucks you guys are doing the best you can this is not a podcast for us to come and blame our parents and and say oh they are bad they are bad they did the best they could with some of the resources they had Mm -hmm. and community is so 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 important Mm -hmm. I think we wouldn't have this conversation if we don't acknowledge that it is very important important and that's why we're saying how are we going to fix it so that we can go back and get that sense of community but let's learn from you guys's missteps and just do it better right you know well yeah but we appreciate the generation before us if they didn't take the risk if they didn't take you know all the nonsense that Mm -hmm. they put up with we wouldn't be where we are today Mm -hmm. we wouldn't even be able to have this podcast right so we're not on here to bash the older generation we just want to think of a solution. Solution. Because we always have to, to move heard. forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can progress together. Oh, yeah. Progression. Progression. What did Patient Ozuko say? Forward oh. ever. Backwards. Backwards never. never. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. We should put out on a t shirt. That's what I'm saying. Banter. Forward ever. ever. Backward never. <laughs> <laughs> it's not forwards ever. Ever. 
forward backwards. ever. Backwards. With never. a A. Mm. Backward never. Right. It's mm. community day. So we're giving y'all, um, you know, phonetics lesson. What nature, community, community day. All right. Wow. Right. You said that very fast. So community. Sure. Wait, did I actually? Community. Com- community. Wow. Maybe. It's community day. L-O-L. So before we go, what are you listening to right now that you want to add to the playlist? What am I listening to right now? Yes, ma'am. I've been really into Mr. Omale. Hey. I've liked him I a lot. I feel like I know what song you're going to say. Ooh. Okay, guess. Holy goes by Supernatural. Boost my confidence. <laughs> well, yes, I've liked that song, but also oh, I've just been, mm, I just love loving everything. Like, okay, I know she always says pick one, I guess. Yes, pick one. Follow the direction. Okay, then I will pick actually Reason by Omale. Okay. Reason. I think I know that one. We will add it to the playlist I mean, and I'm still working on making sure it's attached. So oh, like yes. if you go to the Spotify page, then oh, yes. you can see the playlist there as well as obviously our podcast. So. Okay. I'm still working on that. I'm trying to put it together. The yeah. playlist has been created. It's figuring out how to make sure it shows up on the it page. It shows up, yeah. But we are working on it. We will to make get it out. You guys will jam with us in no time. Don't worry. In Jesus' name. Amen. It will come to pass. <laughs> Amen. Amio, Amio. Isn't that what your uncle always says? He always says Ami. 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 I'm like, dude, you are not even like. <laughs> You're not even Muslim house. Ami, 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 Ami. Relax, George. Relax, <laughs> George. George. Yes. Mm. George. Well, he could be a George. No, he could be a Ronald. <laughs> wow, wow, Ronald. <laughs> Ronald. <laughs> ah, I have. I like music too much. Right, that's what I'm saying. I think I'm gonna do Dali. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. See the name of the artist because I know the song, but I uh, it is okay because I was listening to that song yesterday. It is Dali by Camo. Oh, I'm gonna mess up her name. Camo Fela featuring um, that's probably why I like it. Tyler, I see you. He's the one that did. Uh, yeah. Um, I get, I get, yeah. I get, mm-hmm. and he also did. Did he work with Uncle I Waffles? I'm sure everybody's worked with Uncle Waffles at no. this point. So, I guess, second week in a row, another Dali, I'm a piano song for me this week is Dali. Dali, mm-hmm. I really like that song. Oh, is this the week we get to sing yet for the people? What? what? <laughs> I was well, just hold on. I, was, I just wanted to see the look on your face. No, because uh-huh. if only y'all could see, I was really taking it. Don't play me like that. Don't play my face. Mm-hmm. Is, aren't you Beyonce? Well, yes. No, so I'm you should just be able to sing on the spot. Beyonce is ready to sing whatever. Okay. You meet her on the oh, side wait, of the road. But, Already in episode five. And how how wind fan is always blowing. (laughs) Well, yes. Is it ever Beyonce without the wind fan? (laughs) Without the fan? Right, for real. If she's not either adjusting. (laughs) Can a fan just follow me everywhere I go during the summer months in Texas? Can I have a personal fan that just follows me and just blows my hair? I like the sun and the heat. It's too hot. Right now it's nice and cool and I love it. It's too cold though. Okay, it's cool. Today's really good weather, but it's been cold. I feel like I'm back and in And the Minnesotans are laughing at us because we're over here wearing jackets and it's, what, Bro, 54 actually, degrees? But, you know, they, they're they feeling like... The and they go running in shorts in 54 degrees. <laughs> this is warmth for them. Yeah. A Minnesotan person sees 54 degrees, they're like, oh, it's summertime. They actually whip Put on my shorts. Yeah, for real, they take off their jackets. Yeah. We only run from the cold mm-hmm. when we see the snow and the yeah. ground is white. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But even then, we love it. Mm-hmm. But I'm a Texan girl now. Okay. What is the name of the Texas football team? Cowboys. Well, no. And what city? Dallas. Okay. Wait, because you were trying to play my face. Don't. <laughs> I know some stuff. I do want to, I want to experience like a football game or go to like a basketball game. I do want to attend a sporting event. I want to attend a basketball um, game. I want to do all of them. Football, baseball, basketball. Aye, baseball. Yes. So I'm putting that on my list and I'm putting it out there. If anybody wants to gift me tickets. Hey. <laughs> if anybody so wants to a anonymously game. Right. We want to experience it and we will anonymously send tickets to Banta. Bantapod. Bantapod at gmail.com. Okay. Oh yes. You can send us those tickets. Right. Or you can send me a and special. We'll make sure they have a good home. A special meetup with Beyonce. Oh. Or Rihanna. Mm. I'll take it. Wait, wait, um back to things that can actually happen. <laughs> This girl said, back to reality. Back to reality. Beyonce and check it for you. I'm giving you no free ticket. If you didn't make it to yes. Renaissance, that's your fault. 
And she still didn't even see the movie. So not only did she not make it to Renaissance, wow, she did not see the movie. But she'll be over here acting like she's Queen B of the Beehive. Hey, Beyonce. Wow. Every two seconds, Beyonce. She really just be- tried Beyonce. to tear me down. Now you be Beyonce, because fan, but you never made movie. You never made Renaissance. You never made nothing. Right. Mm? So on episode five of Vance <laughs> Podcast, thank you guys for... <laughs> Thank you guys so much. On episode for... five is when we realized that Mariama is not a true on episode five beehive, we that beehive fan. Betrayed her and ruined her beehive reputation. Because well, okay, you never anyways, know. on episode five. On episode five was when we, we realized that we will always talk about Beyonce on every episode somehow. Well, yes. It's How? My mission. You think she's paying us? Please do. She'll notice me. It's okay. Uh, I saw her latest picture online. It was nice. Yeah. Don't okay. Now she's trying to give scraps. She ate. <laughs> I said it was nice. Oh, excuse me. No, the, I did not give um uh, Beyonce the accolade. She was oh, her picture. Gosh. She slayed. She was honorable. Well, yes. she was great. Her hair was hearing. Her slay was slay. Is that good enough? <laughs> I guess. No. Yes, it is. Funny. All right, we gotta go. Peace out. out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banta. Yes. And we hope that you guys have a wonderful week. And, and don't forget about us. Yeah, don't. Miss us while we're gone now. Miss us while we're gone. Or oh, while we're gone, just listen to another episode. And Oh, we're doing British accent now. Yes. I, well, I wasn't quite aware. Because if anybody didn't know, I am accent. from the UK. I need somebody from the UK to tell us how our accent No, is. I feel like mine's spot on. Yeah. Yours is good. Mine's before. probably really, really Bollocks. Really bad. I've don't heard. They, don't oh they use gosh. the word bollocks? Yeah, bollocks. It's Actually, I don't know. Complete rubbish. Yeah, Mine rubbish. is probably complete oh, rubbish. It's complete rubbish. Well, yeah. But Thank over. you. But farewell. So long. Ta-ta. Over. Over. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. You just finished an episode of Banta with Tony and Mimi. We just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Have a wonderful day.